So what's going down, man? Oh, man. You know, just another edition of the Trade Paperback Podcast. The most occasional and infrequent podcast in the stratosphere. I think we did one at, like, Westworld Season 3. I mean, uh, Episode 3. Something like that. Yeah. But, but I will say that we, we do it when there's a purpose, when there's a we reason. We do it when it's important. That's right. It's just not arbitrary. Otherwise, it would be boring, right? I do want to start this off by saying... Our last, po- our last podcast, we were absolutely right. Absolutely. Basically everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> Pretty much everything. And I'm actually, I'm actually happy about that because it doesn't happen very often for me. <laughs> it, it, right. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Now, you, you, you know, um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much surprised that it played out well with the exception of a lot of things that we've learned since. Yeah. And it played out exactly like we... Not thought thought it was playing out, with right. the exception of things that we we know now. And you know what what I like about that is usually when a show is when a show plays out like that, it's a very predictable show and it kind of cheapens right. the experience. I'm actually glad that pretty much everything that we said came to be because it really proves that this show has some very very good and layered and complicated writing. It's probably the most complicated show I've seen. I think. Maybe ever. Most likely. Most yeah. likely, yeah. Because, again, even knowing what we know... The efficiency of dialogue. We still don't know what we, we don't know. We still don't know what we don't know. Because right. I'm sure even in 2018 when the second season comes in, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to learn things about what we've already seen right. that are only going to come into fruition in, a, in an additional season or maybe, maybe even after that. Right. So let's let's do a, just a quick recap of some of the high points of of the things that we did get right with Westworld. Some of the major points that we got right. Number one, mm-hmm. we knew that Bernie was a host. We Bernard, did. I keep I keep putting <laughs> making <laughs> making uh, Bernard a, a presidential candidate. Well, they called him Bernie a couple times. They did, yeah. Teresa did. Poor Teresa. Um, what what else did we get right? Um, We're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to replay that whole episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to, re- <laughs> to replay that whole We'll episode. have to go back. Uh, but coincidentally, I did go back this week after the season finale. I did go back and binge watch the entire season again. No easy task. That's some serious work. No easy task, dude. I didn't realize. Okay, well, you and I talk about this. We we talked about this. There were no tricks being played on us at all. Right. Everything the, was everything was there for a reason. Oh, we the t- two timelines. That's another big thing. Okay. That we confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. At episode three that uh, we didn't know at right. that time was valid or not. Right. Uh, and even knowing that, it still didn't cheapen the experience. And right. it, it still paid off in the end. Uh, where was I? Okay. I, I watched the whole thing again. Basically, they didn't hide anything from us. They, that's what every I was going. Every sentence, every scene set, mm-hmm. it meant something. Everything meant something. And I and I, I recognize that even more on the second viewing because there were little just little subtle nuances and little subtle statements. Even even some of the scenes where they were just kind of riding on horses through the desert. Oh wow, interesting. It, everything had a point, everything had a purpose, everything led to something else. It was by my calculations, you just mentioned it, the efficiency of the dialogue. It was one of the most efficiently paced shows I've ever seen. And that's funny because a lot of the, uh, a, a large criticism of the early part of the show was that the pace was so slow, mm-hmm. 
and nothing was quote unquote happening. And watching it again as a binge, that's 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 is misleadingly false. This show, you know, with with because of the Netflix generation, a lot of people are accustomed to binge watching shows now. Season comes out, let me sit there and watch everything in an entire setting. This show, watching it in binge format the second time around, I can tell you unequivocally, I would have missed out on probably three-fourths of what I caught on by watching it week to week. And this is important content. This isn't small, just gotchas. This is important content that means something. It's very densely packed. Again, it's very subtle, so it's it's not designed to, to jump out at you. A lot of people who watch some of the more faster moving shows are just ready for the aha oh shit moments. Right. Uh, Game of Thrones is kind of that way for a lot has, of people. Yeah, it, 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 to be frankly honestly, yeah. it, it, I love the show, but a lot of it is it's there's a lot of quick payoffs in Game of Thrones. There's right. things that stew forever right. and seemingly go nowhere. Right. right. And, and it's now in Game of Thrones that we're kind of realizing, all right, we're getting to a point where we see with with the revelation of Jon Snow who he is and all this. Right. Like that's kind of a major long term payoff. But if you look at it from season to season, a lot of people did complain about slow moving parts with, oh, here's who died this week. And people were talking about those big moments. Westworld was a lot more subtle with it. And the payoff is understanding the story and the nature of the story itself. It's so densely packed that it does not it cannot work in any other format but to watch it week to week because you almost have to spend the entire week unpacking the episode that you just watched. Right, right. I, I spent a lot of time re-watching single episodes over and over, because that's what I do. I mean, that's just kind of, if I like something, I want to see it over and over again. Yeah. But uh, having gone back, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do what you did, and, you know, mm-hmm. but ha- I would, what I would do is I'd find something that happened and then retroactively go back to other scenes that I saw something that was a foreshadowing. Yep. But the whole entire, I want to do that again now, just like how you did it, because... Yes. Now that we learned that the show is basically Ford's narrative from minute one <laughs> right. to the last minute of you know episode ten, I'm I, I'm sure it's it, it's woven in there. I I, I feel it conceptually, but I don't have the concrete yeah you know the concrete scenes and the visuals. So I need to go back and look for that specifically. I can definitely validate that for you. If you look at nearly nearly every scene where Ford was in his office. There was something being done in his office to go towards the narrative. The the big one, the the one that I screenshot to you with season, it was a episode six where he actually had a layout of that narrative. He actually had a like a scale model of the town, the little town the center church. where they were meeting the church and everything, and then they had the 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 other hosts out on the periphery aiming the ones that, that came from the forest, the ones that came from the forest aiming inward, and that was in episode six. But there were there were little droplets that they would they included from episode one all the way through episode ten that basically let us know that these are all little parts of the narrative that he's trying Building to create. Building into a bigger narrative, right? And it's and it's it's amazing because there were things that I didn't catch on to the first time. For example, he when he said that um, one of the, one of the phrases that kept popping up throughout the season was they were prison and and. Uh, was it a prisoner of the world of their own sins or a prisoner of their own sins? Something, right. something mm-hmm. to that effect. And you realize that that was the whole point of him having the board visit or allowing them to visit 
because he wanted to trap them in a world of their own sins. Wow. wow and wow. That's, that's deep. Right. And the whole point of his narrative was they the the board supposedly kept clamoring for a narrative that was realer and realer and realer than what they've dealt with for the last 30 years or so. And the guy at the head of uh, the owner of the entire company, the majority owner, mm-hmm. wants the realest of all right. games, which is basically the ability to die within right. the game. Right. And he gave it. To that's him. exactly what they got at the end. And it's 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 truly amazing. I'm looking at the glint in his eyes. He says, "No, because I keep every time I every time I think about this show and talk about this show, I, I realize something about it that I didn't realize before. And this isn't like Lost. Like with Lost, people came up with their own little mythologies, and they're like, right. I wonder if the Dharma Initiative means this, and what does a white polar bear mean? Everything that we talk about in the Westworld actually has appeared on screen. Well, some." Of- some well, of it we haven't hasn't, right. hasn't flushed out, and we'll get to that. Right. But most of what fascinates us are the things that we've actually seen on screen that we didn't know meant something meant that something important to the, in, to the until the end. Right. So, I have a few questions. All right, and you can probably help me with this. So we we know first of all that part of the story follows the host's journey from being just a robot, so to speak, to for all intents and purposes, a living being with consciousness right, and, and free will. Right. And the maze itself is really a metaphorical maze. It's just that that the host's journey to being conscious of itself. Right. So we see that um, Dolores is probably the most notable host that, that's on that journey. She's been on it. She's the oldest one in the park. Dolores, Maeve. Maeve. And and Bernard, which we'll obviously get to in a moment. One thing about Maeve, and this is this is the part of the story, and I'll, I'll get to my question. The part of the story that I found was dope was that for the majority of the season, as we were watching Maeve, we we thought that Maeve was gaining consciousness, gaining free will, and coming into her own. Right. When at a pivotal point where she's about to stage an escape, when we're like, oh man, she's fully she's, woke. Right. Right. We, we discover out. that. That's still part of her program. But she had already previously been through the maze when right. her daughter died. Right. Correct. But we, we know that this program, it was most likely done by Ford. By Ford, right. And it wasn't until she And gets, again, Bernard couldn't figure out who did it. Right. Because so he, can he, see, he can only see what he's, he can only see what he's supposed yeah. to see. So I, I, I put everything on Ford. How much of this... Okay, what in this show was not under Ford's control because he controlled a hell of a lot of it. Basically everything up until the very end. Uh, one thing that he didn't control was Maeve didn't leave on the train. Right. She made her first free will decision right. and once again regained, uh, regained being alive or, you know, having gone through the maze. Uh, the other things I think were, what Arnold did 34 years ago right. and that, that really aren't essential to the, the current story that's going on. But uh, once we get to the current timeline, every 100% of it, 100% of it is for it. There's really right. nothing that happens that, that isn't for it, at least from, from what I can recall. And I, I think I have a pretty strong recollection of everything that happened now, but you know, learning that it's all the narrative and respect. 
So in the season, so we know that part of Maeve's programming before she gets on the train and gets off the train was to recruit other people and to stage an escape. Right. So it was intended for her to recruit Armistice and Hector. Apparently, it's intended for them for for her to okay. them specifically. So then, my question behind that is: Ford made. Bernard shoot himself in the head. He was in cold storage. Armistice and Maeve and Hector found him in cold storage. Was that also an intention by Ford? To leave his body there? I'm absolutely sure it was. Well, to have them find resurrect him? him. To have We're, them find him and resurrect I, I, him. I'm, I'm pretty sure she wrote that exactly in there. Well, the yeah. only I guess you could say that Ford could not control Lutz. But Ford probably had an idea that Lutz was working with I mean, somebody, again, Bernard said somebody programmed her Maeve to wake up from sleep. Right. And it's going to be, he probably made sure that Maeve, every time she gets hurt or gets injured or killed, goes to Lutz and the other guy, I don't remember the other guy's. Uh, Felix. Felix is Lutz. Oh, um, Sylvester. Sylvester, yeah. yeah. Make sure that she goes to their bay. And as even as, think about this. This is, the, again, the efficiency of dialogue is that Sylvester thought that Lutz should have been uh, filtered out and shouldn't even have that job. Right. So Ford probably knew this about Lutz from a personnel standpoint and was like, oh, he's going to be my, my, my idiot, my fool. Right. You know, so, it, it, again, it's purely masterful. But he's an effective Ford. idiot. <laughs> he's an effective idiot, right. Yeah. Right. He has, he has, a, he has a certain... And, and I'll get to this in a, in a moment, too, when we talk about Elsie. I feel like people with certain types of ambition are rewarded. And I, I think even though, even though Lutz is a fool, he's rewarded by, first of all, being in, being involved in this movement and having his life spared. Right. So it, it's, 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 it's definitely clear that Maeve's programming allowed Lutz to not die when she could have easily offed him because Her, it's herself, a, correct. right at some point she did not need him, but she still kept him on. And she even said at the end, you're a horrible human, you're a horrible well, human, I, yeah. but that's, I say it as a compliment. So he was, he was, he was, cho I think he was still rewarded for his, his, his tendency to kind of break the rules. Because Sylvester was almost punished because he was like, no, we got to play it by the book. 100% to the book, right. Right. Just like Lutz was resurrecting the bird when he shouldn't have been doing that. I think in an odd way, he was actually rewarded for his persistence, even though he was kind of the reluctant fool in terms of this mission. So, again, watching it a second time, it's unbelievable how much control Ford had over this story single-handedly until the very end when they started to to wake up so to speak yeah here's my other question is ford a human uh i, I think well there, there's some evidence that he might not be a human mm -hmm. um there might have been several fords you know uh, we, there there might be a a flesh ford a human ford walking around but the Ford that possibly was rubbing his fingers and making the narratives change and, and programming, uh, you know, different actions to these different hosts might have been a, a host Ford, right? Like a, like a, a master, 
um, host, so to speak, something like that. And possibly again, you know, uh, we saw that when Teresa and Bernard found the field lab, mm-hmm. he was creating hosts. And there was a host that right. was due to be, according to Bernard's schedule, to be finished and rendered in three or four weeks, which is probably about the same time. Yeah. If you, I if thought you said three or four time, days. They said weeks. Oh, you said weeks? Okay. Uh, probably about the same time that the narrative the narrative would have ended. So right. that could have been... We'll, we'll probably find out if Anthony Hopkins does come back, yeah. what any of that is. Because obviously, a, a human person, unless they have some sort of built-in you know, biotech, could not control. Correct. And that, and that was the thing that he was the only person in the entire store who could actually control them without, without speaking. Without, he, without speaking, without uh, touching a right, tablet. Right. right, without touching a tablet. A lot of times without even saying anything. Right. Sometimes they would just freeze without him even saying even, or gesturing. Or making any gesture at all. Right. And I, I find that intriguing. So it's, it's possible that he may not even be human. Which brings me to another question. I just have a series of questions about this show. Sure. They make references throughout the, the season to Delos Incorporated, the, the, the parent company, so to speak, of all this. Right. Logan, previously Logan's family's right. company. But now Williams, a.k.a. the man in blacks. So AKA, what happened to Logan? We're going to get to that. <laughs> um, they, they keep making references throughout the season that, you know, they're, they're trying to beam out the, uh, the code, the intellectual property for it, right. for something else, for a purpose that's even greater than the park itself. And like the, this park, you think this park, this amusement is what they're really concerned about? No, it's something bigger than that. The, the Nexus 6 replicant line. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to make, this is a kind of an inside joke. I really want to make Westworld and Blade Runner have some kind even if it's just the slightest just <laughs> the slightest connection my my greater purpose is to actually make Westworld and, and Prometheus like, uh, David would hate that and I would, I would love I would, it I would, I would love for the cause then it, it then I feel justified in my oh man we, we can never let that happen man <laughs> we will never let that happen I'm gonna really dig you know again the Wayland I'm gonna find my I'm, you know what I'm gonna look up that Wayland logo I'm telling you it looks exactly uh, like the, the the old 70s Westworld logo Okay, go ahead and try it. I'm, I'm making connect. Try it. Make it connect. So, I will force it, even if it's not there. So, what do you what do you what do you think is the greater game of play? Are they replacing humans with? It, it, it might be Manchurian candidates, or you know, uh, who who's to say? We don't really even understand what Delos is outside of Westworld, right? Because obviously, it was a pre-existing company because they bought into Westworld, right? You know, a, a, a failing a failing theme park, and then they turned it into something successful, right? But uh, apparently, Delos, he has a, a medical company also. He saves people's lives. So maybe this is... And that's, that's another thing, because I, I remember in one of the scenes um, when he was trotting Teddy around, and they were around the, the campfire one night. And, and, and some of the other tourists came right. and spoke yeah, to him. Yeah, you know, I uh, just want to thank you, man. You saved my sister's life. And he's like, man, I'll slit your throat. I'm a vacation player. <laughs> So we know that they're in the business somehow of saving lives and human lives, human lives. lives, And with this is a little bit of stretch for all intents and purposes with with Ford being able to map Arnold's consciousness, consciousness into Bernard. 
Now he may not he, Obviously he controls The memories or whatnot But he was able to Map his consciousness So that he even had His thought patterns His tendencies His mannerisms And all that Right It's conceivable That the, the greater game At play is that They're trying to do the same In order to map Humans into The bodies of hosts I'm just throwing out Wild speculation No no That that, that actually is, That's pretty good I mean that's That's That's, that's something that's it's, it's definitely a possibility You know like Maybe that's the way that he saved uh, mm-hmm. this guy's sisters, like basically uploaded her consciousness to a, a different body or, or, you know, what we've learned from rendering hosts can now. Because right. now the hosts are made of, of, of actually of guest DNA. You're right. That's something you only find out if you go to the website is right. that uh, to the discoverwestworld.com website is that if you as a as a guest, if you leave any DNA on the premises of Westworld. It's now property of Delos, and they can do what with it what they will. So right. I think some of this is how some of these hosts have all this genetic variation. It's not because they're necessarily creating or synthesizing DNA; is that they're using and, and possibly manipulating and modifying DNA once they have it right. from from guests. Which is amazing because they they've changed the nature of the host from mechanical. mostly robot, you know, mostly mechanical to somewhat organic. As Maeve says, the yeah. only difference is basically something in their head, right? Which is probably what program. Maybe there's a way to get that out on a rebuild, and they can have a purely organic body. And basically, at that point, it would just be their their consciousness would be something like what we consider a soul, right? And uh, I think that I think that's kind of you know, and I, I, I know no one bought it in the forum in the in the in the cave, but. Uh, I think that's kind of some of the underlying tone of the show is uh, that the mind creates consciousness. It's, you know, it's um, it, it, it's a, a trick of the mind. It's kind of like uh, Russ mm-hmm. Cole and True Detective mm-hmm. who didn't believe in consciousness. It's like for him, it was a, a trick of evolution that 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 played on man to make him think that he was greater than animals and so so on and so forth. Right. There's there's to my to my estimation, there's enough. Dialogue, because we know now the dialogue really means something right. in the show. To suggest that Ford doesn't believe in human consciousness as really anything special, right? He 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 said that human consciousness is basically peacock feathers, right? Pe- yeah, it's, exactly. It's, Thank it's, you. It's, that's what, yes. It's 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 something that's used to attract mates. <laughs> Right, it's 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 basically the 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 uh, the the best pickup line or the best bar right. pickup line or something like it's the best flirting tactic or something right. like that. Right, Peacock. like Mozart and all these guys were just really just trying to attract the mate. Right. Like intelligence and consciousness is really just trying to get laid. And basically. peacock feathers won't allow them to fly. They still stay on the ground and they still peck their food out of the muck. <laughs> right, there I was like, man, so that's this... the scene I was looking for. That's the scene I was looking for. Yeah, so like... yeah, so. If that's if that's what Ford thinks, that's why he had such a big discrepancy with Arnold's theory that you know this consciousness was this really powerful thing, and you know uh, to to Ford they're more or less they're they're empty, they're empty vessels right. with just a, a parlor trick or two that they can do. Yeah, that's this consciousness thing, which is kind of crazy when you, when you think about it. Like Ford was Ford was almost on the money with it if you look at how. With the exception of William, a.k.a. the Man in Black, most of the hosts who came into the park just came in to live out their most, most primal and carnal... Uh, that's what I meant to say, guest. guest uh, to live out just their primal and carnal desires. Right. They just come in like, ah, I can shoot them just shoot because I fuck. can kill them. Fuck. Just shoot and fuck. 
That's all we do. And and William was really the only one who was dedicated to finding a higher meaning right. in, in being in that environment. So a, a, an actual truer self, not right. a baser self, right. but something that has more meaning. But he found out it was a pretty <laughs> fucked up turn. Right. For and and so in that in that sense, Ford was actually right in that the nature of man is kind of animalistic. It's very animalistic. We we create we create our own rules for society and functioning within society that keeps us from just living out our base instincts. Primal savage savagery, right? And that's no different from the hosts in the park. Sure. And yeah. and I think Ford, to some to some extent, sees the threat behind allowing them to to gain uh, consciousness uh, uh, to gain their own consciousness of right. their. Uh, uh, by via their own means, yeah. But now, humans get to see what happens when this consciousness is reflected back upon them. Or we will probably see that in season two, which to me was the part that blew my mind. I was like, "Yeah, this is what the show is about." So yeah, explain explain that that and give some background on that. On, on which part? The, the prison of their own sins. Prison of their own sins. I I can't I can't really eloquate it right now. Um, Let's look at look at Westworld as a microcosm of of human ego um, sure. and conceit. Arnold and Ford built a world where they could be gods, and the the conceit behind it is: what right do you have to create a world in your image? And this is this is I think has higher religious undertones than anything. What right do you have to create a world in your image with your rules and not expect it to basically backfire? Back, yeah, upon right. You? It's it's the old uh, traditional man playing God. Right. It's and a lot of it has allusions to the Bible where there are people who say the bicameral mind, for right. example. This is what the whole show is about, the bicameral mind, where people believe there are people who believe that five or six thousand years ago the, the human mind could actually hear the voice of God. Uh, a lot of people. It still happens today. It still happens today. Unfortunately, people still often out there. involves often involves drugs or mental illness. Some of these people are up for cabinet positions. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, the more scholarly people will tell you that earlier humans credited their own thoughts to being the voice of a higher being because they didn't understand what their own consciousness was. And throughout this series, the season of the series, a lot of the hosts, Dolores most notably, heard a voice right. that would direct her and guide her. And we find out in the last episode of the season that she discovers that the voice that she was listening to was her own voice. Right. So when you talk about being a, a prisoner of your own sins when you create this world and you, you, you basically position yourself as a God, this is a, a world full of sin, full of malice, full of people who come in with their own carnal and primal instincts. They're, they, 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 they are there mainly to pursue those to, exactly, to whatever end they wish. To fuck and kill. Mostly kill. And if you're going to create that, then we're going to allow you to be a prisoner of that. Arnold died in the park. Ford, if he's alive, if he's alive, right? You know, is is not going anywhere. 
or let's assume that in the last episode he was human. He got shot in the back of the head. He also died in the park. He's a prisoner of his own sins. If he died long ago and he's still a host, he's still stuck in there. The the board members who flew down who want to see more out of this game, who do so at the expense of these hosts who now have a conscience. Who are basically human for lack of a better comparison. Right. They are now prisoners, literally prisoners in right. here. And we don't and, know how that last scene fleshes out. Right. I, I'm assuming that Dolores only had six to eight shots in that gun. So she couldn't have killed everyone that was there. But there's a whole squad. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a whole a, squad in the bushes. There's a whole squad in the periphery, but we don't know what they came to do. I do know that Clementine was the one that pulled the trigger and shot William in the arm. I had to rewind it four times to make sure. Oh, yeah. I, on second, second, second viewing, I saw that. Yeah. Again, which brings me to another point in episode episode four is a pivotal episode in this series, by the way. If, if anyone wants to go back and watch it, episode four is very pivotal um, because it's the episode first where they took Clementine into the lab and they did the demonstration, the, the stage demonstration the stage, right, the to show how she would react to it. And if if you look at Ford's face the entire time, he doesn't move. He doesn't flinch. He's intrigued by Clementine. Because this is the first time that Ford has actually has actually seen um, a host supposedly react violently as a reaction or having a grudge to something that happened to them in, in the previous programming. Right, but he has to. I believe he at that point knew already that it was a host. Right, and he, even in that scene in the lab, where mm-hmm. you know she kills the other host. Mm-hmm. He even I, th- I believe that he knew that right. it was a hoax the whole time. Right. Oh, he yeah, he definitely knew. But I, I think that was the first time that he 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 saw it actually play out where even with that that minute bit of programming and manipulation, they still wiped her and she still came back the second time and reacted based on her memory of a previous encounter. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that was the moment where he chose her to kind of be the the point person, so to speak. Ah, gotcha. In the gotcha. in the new narrative, it was it was just something about that look in his face. He was like, ah, oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That's the one right there. That's the one right there. Yeah, she strikes back, and and it was on point. Like it played out. It was also the episode where Maeve saw the the Ghost Nation child with the with toy. a little with a little toy. And that was when they someone said, "Well, that that's that's a figurehead. That's their religion. That's right. a, basically a figurehead of their religion, and they're not going to talk to you about it. So don't even ask them about it." And I was like, "Ghost well, Nation is woke." You know what? It was another clue to me that that people that lived on the fringes of the park, the people that existed on the fringes of the park, was uh, uh, Lawrence had said, "Why do all the fanatics find me?" And the fanatics are the ones that keep hearing yep. the bicameral mind yep. and go crazy. They're on the very edges of the maze. They're getting closer to the center. Right. So it, it looks like the further out you go, somehow it leads you, I mean, not that, that the geographic location, but somewhere along the path, it leads you away from the center of the park. Uh, even even mm-hmm. um, Will, young William had said, I think you're, you know, you're starting to break down. The further that you get away, we need to get you back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's those little things, and the, the Ghost Nation, pot more than likely being uh, a, a woke, um, 
Kissy, the only member of the Ghost Nation, having the the maze under scalp. His, under his scalp. It, it's 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 it, it's significant that Kissy was the only Ghost Nation or half Ghost Nation person that lived in in Sweetwater. Yep. And and the men in black had to go to Kissy to get that. Yep. From him, no one else, no other host mattered. Yep. It was Kissy because he, if he wanted to get another Ghost Nation member, he would have to actually go out. To to the ghost ghost nation itself, right. ghost nation territories, which he wouldn't be able to survive on his own. Yeah, so it's all those things kind of add up. It's like, oh yeah, so the fringes of the park are where the 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 hosts start to realize themselves. Right, they realize themselves, and, and they cannot be controlled. Uh, when we saw him encounter Wyatt's, supposedly, I guess, one of Wyatt's men way out in the periphery, right. the one that legitimately tried to kill him. Legitimately tried to kill him, yeah, right. They could not control him. And you notice all the, the danger got more real. You know, they actually started to get, like, punched in the face. And, yeah. you know, the, 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 the actual physical danger became more real to the guests the further out they went. Yeah. And we, we assume when Stubbs got abducted or tackled by Ghost Nation, they were not under his control and they were way out on the fringes. Right, because he told them to freeze all motor functions. Yeah. And they were just like, hey, you know yeah. what? And they're like, we're going to do I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll, player. I, you think Stubbs is still alive? I think Stubbs has a good chance of being alive. Um, they don't go off scene like that. They don't cut scenes like that yeah. for no reason, you know? And there was no reason really to kill, to kill him. him. He, he wasn't on to anything. The only thing that he was on to was that he figured out that, that Bernard was a host. And that, yeah. That's about it. Well, and he followed, he went out there to follow Elsie's supposed signal. Right. Yeah. Think Elsie's? No, no, well, who knows? Who knows? I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to say that I think, I think the two of them are still alive. What kind of mission are they on? That's the thing. And do that, they link up? May, you know what? Maybe it's like the Ghost Nation has this. Maybe they're trying to find something with you. Who knows? Exactly. Who knows? Maybe they, because again, Elsie and Stubbs are the the main two that go out in the field whenever they need to retrieve someone. Right. Maybe they have need for someone of their particular skill sets out there. I don't know. We'll they out. are from QA. One's from Behavior. One's from QA. So that's a that's a good skill set. Yeah, her tablet's still working; it's still sending a signal. Yep, they they could be holding them down and making them reprogram something. Who knows? Or setting them free. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this show is crazy. It, it is. It's it's brilliantly layered. It's brilliantly layered. Um, and and the crazy part is there's there's a lot that we could talk about, but we're right. just basically going over the stuff that we're realizing at the conclusion of it. One thing that I I did. I didn't read any articles about the show. I, I stayed the run. away from everything but recaps. Yeah. So finally, a couple days ago, I started reading a few articles about it. I actually saw something from Jonathan Nolan himself where he said that when they pitched this show to HBO, they basically said, we, we need HBO to understand that this entire first season is the origin of a species. We're talking about the origin of a species. So... What I take from that is this first season, regardless, you know, we, we know it's about Ford's narrative. We, we know that it's 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 immersing us in this world. But I, I read that to understand that the, the hosts are a new life form that new are essentially form, being right. created. 
and there's something this significant. Is the, 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 the narrative was, the end of the narrative was the birth of a new species. So right, the birth of a new species, and this is how they came to be. This is basically the book of Genesis <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for the hosts. So wow. for, for anyone who, for anyone again who fought, felt like this season was a slow burn, everything was necessary to, to document and chronicle. That's why he's called the gods. Ugh. It makes sense now. Yes. Uh, that's w- and that's why Maeve is the mm-hmm. adversary. Maeve's the devil. Yeah. And he's, she, she's created by... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a, yeah. See? It's all... Every time you talk about it, it's just... Every time you can... Th- something else sinks yeah. in. The show is deep. Like... It's deep. I'm, I, I kind of feel for people that are just watching it as like, it's a bunch of robots. It's a bunch of robots stuff. and it's a Western and all this. It's really not. I don't even like Westerns. I hate Westerns. Yeah. I hate Westerns. <laughs> like, I like Forgiven and I think that's about that's about it. But If I did not know that this show had some type of sci-fi aspect to it, I probably would not have watched it. Yeah, absolutely. If it was just a Western, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. I'm good player. So, speaking of not westerns, Samurai World. That's where I was getting into, <laughs> dude. I literally. No, I, I got, I got, I got, I got the text from yeah. you. I was like, yeah, it was like, yo, oh shit. Like, I, that's I, I want to like get some money so I can spend four thousand dollars a day, forty thousand dollars a dude, day, and go to Samurai World. Just, dude, I was, I was, it was so lit. Yeah, and we so, just, all we saw was a blink in the uh, samurai just, world. Just a blink, just just one little room, but that was proof that there are more worlds in right. Westworld. And it was one of the things leading into the show, and, and after watching the the nineteen seventy three version or whatever of it, they had additional worlds in there, like medieval world, future world, and one of the things that I was really hoping that Roman world, or whatever Roman world, yeah, yeah, I was like. Please let them let them introduce us to other worlds on this show. Oh yeah, and and there were even other people. There's, like, there's, it, there's a hint of it also uh, when Lutz gives the location of Maeve's daughter to her. It's in Park One, meaning there's there's more than there's one. There's more park. than one. There's more than we don't even know what Park One is. It right. might be Westworld. It might be who the hell knows? Who knows? Right. It might be one of five worlds. We don't know. Right. But what we do know is that. There's more than one world, and reading uh, again, reading another article where I, I forgot it might have been Jonathan Nolan again who said that Samurai World, if we're calling it that, Samurai World has its own purpose, which we'll also get more into in season two. I'm all about it, I'm so, all about it. So, you can, you can be a samurai, you can be a ninja. What? So, now we're, we're at a point where. Not only are we seeing this as an origin of a species, but each park potentially could have its own revolution, its own revolution or its own maze or its own reason for being, which, again, one of the oh, so one of the things that you and I got right early on. okay, season one, tip of the iceberg. Oh, for sure. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah, this thing can. I mean, again, it's just the origin of a species. We don't know anything that happens outside of Westworld, or yep. I, I guess it's not just Westworld. I guess it's like Delos Island or yeah. whatever. <laughs> we can't just call it Westworld. Yeah, and it's funny because every time that uh, Ford mentions the universe they live in, he specifically calls it Westworld. Yep. Maybe there's other Fords and other 
Bert, like exactly. We don't know, man. There's so much. There's so tip of the iceberg. We, we I think we see the iceberg. I don't even think we're even like at it. Yeah, because there's so much that this show could be. All that we know is that this place is probably on an island, and there's something called the mainland right. <laughs> that the train runs to. I, I, there's there's a uh, there's <laughs> something that uh that that Dolores says she said the island had giants as tall as mountains on it yes and it's they're both they're both Jurassic Park and oh, creatures Westworld. creatures as tall as mountains creatures yeah. as tall as mountains so uh, they're both written by Michael Crichton it's probably the Delasaur Isla de Sor yeah. or whatever that from uh Dude. from Jurassic Park if they if they if <laughs> they geoforming because they got that giant Earth mover I mean they could probably geoform the entire island if they bring in Jurassic World I, I might I might well, just not Jurassic not just not, Jurassic the World the movie yeah <laughs> like, but like dinosaurs dinosaurs ninja summarizing cowboys I mean what's the other pirate world like pirate, future world <laughs> with like space guns and shit. <sighs> Man, it, too it, much. It could get crazy. Like there could be an all-out civil war between the different. Like, what if all the worlds are beefing against each other? Yeah. What if they have definite philosophical differences? <laughs> <laughs> what? If, and we don't know at what level Samurai World has a percentage of hosts that are that are that are free versus hosts that are still one hundred percent control. I don't know. Maybe they turn all the samurais against all the Western. Yeah, we, uh, maybe we're gonna find out. That's where. Isn't that where Armistice is right now? Yeah, she's trapped inside she's of Samurai trapped World. She's trapped in Samurai World. She's missing an arm. We're missing an arm. But at least she's in a lab, so it's not like she can't get another arm. Like, yeah. I'm sure she's going to integrate. She's got like a snake tattoo on her face. She's, <laughs> she's already like half Yakuza, half Samurai yeah. anyway. Like, we've seen her use a blade. She's, yeah. she's good. She'll I, be all right. <laughs> I think whatever happens in season two, she's going to be a breakout character. and we'll they, pro- they obviously set her up to be a badass. Yeah. I mean, She'll probably be my favorite character. Oh, yeah, for in sure. In season two. It, we'll, be, we'll see, man. I don't know. Uh, man, I don't. I don't. This is this is probably as close to a perfect perfect show. Yeah, show especially a perfect first season of a show. Breaking Bad is Breaking Bad was my favorite show of the last several years. And Breaking I, Bad, I, that first season was not like right. This. And that's what I'm saying. That even saying that the first season, I barely made it through it, but. It definitely paid off in watching the It's definitely the, the f- best first season of any show that I've ever seen. Yeah. That I can yeah. def- say without question. And this, this might sound like blasphemy, but um, I, haven't, I haven't been into the first season of a show like this since I watched the first season of 24. Because, mm. it, because and it, you know, yeah. people, people might, people have mixed feelings about 24 and the way sure. it was done. But I'm talking about in terms of it being an inimitable storytelling format. Okay. Like, if anyone else right. did a show like 24, wouldn't work. And it was it was so against everything else that was out there that it hooked me in. I feel the same way about Westworld, but it it, it this show is going to spoil me because. You and I talk about this all the time. We poke holes in shows and just about anything all the Any, time. Right. Absolutely. I haven't poked a single hole in this show. Well, one, but it's there's not a, a few, big thing. There's a few yeah. niggling things there, but yeah. everything that I have a that it's not even having a problem with. It's like, oh, I, I, I can see where they could have got lost in the sauce here, yeah. here or there. But as far as the fundamentals of the show, they they excel. It excels at everything. Yeah, and and nobody, no one else is going to be able to craft a show with this layer of complexity. Without it being compared to this show, 
Yeah, from here on, period. Uh, the the uh, the show I like to compare it to the most is True Detective, mm-hmm. just because uh, in True Detective it's a mythology. Here it's not a mythology so much as it is just uh, structured writing. You right. know, there's nothing outside of the show that needs to be added into the right. show. Um, and I think I think I think uh, the way that True Detective told the story was through. You know, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, some small nods to you know, you know that there is a bigger story, and right. then we're just gonna seed you with that, and then you run with that. That right. didn't happen here. Right. Everything there, it, it was contained in the ten episodes. Right, everything is there. You don't have to go anywhere else. You know, nowhere else. And and, and you know, to 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 True Detective's credit, but that we was knew the from intention. The if you yeah, read it was the, the intention. King, it's an anthology. The King Yellow. It's an anthology. It was series. meant yeah. to drive the audience crazy. Yeah. And wow! In Westworld, the crazy thing about Westworld is that just like we said over and over, the hosts are only allowed to see what they want them to see. That was pretty much the biggest trick that we was played were, on us. We as were well. the hosts. We were the hosts. We, we were, were only allowed to see. What we, we saw we everything to see. without knowledge of what it actually meant. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything at all to me. No, nope. like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's when, pretty much that's when, pretty much what we saw. Like half of the time, we didn't under, we didn't have any understanding. We basically went through the maze as an audience. Yeah, you know, we basically saw things that meant what on the outside appearance. The man in black and William were two different people. Right. You know, uh, there was only one single timeline. Bernard was a human. Everything. Yeah. It just we had to go through this maze. The first episode, the first season is like a maze. Right. Where we got to the final knowledge of everything, and it destroyed what we were before that. Like everything before that. What was the biggest oh shit moment of the season for you? I had so, I mean, dude. You didn't want to watch the show with me. <laughs> Punching the air, everything. Dude, like, we were texting each other back and forth throughout the season. Um, I think so. The 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 biggest the biggest oh shit. I think, and it's sad that it happened so late. Was finding out that Maeve was not through the maze. Yeah, because it was it hit me like a ton of bricks, like out of nowhere, just like. But it follows the story that we we know that she's through the maze because she did this right, and then she could do that right, and then then it. It instantly like drew me back to everything else. I was like, "Oh, frick! It's Ford. I need to think about everything else." <laughs> yes. And it hit me. Like, it gave me goosebumps. You know, I needed to think about everything else that I did not see. Right. And I guess that's it's kind of like the maze again. It's like it's like when when Bernard's <laughs> sitting in that chair and yeah. he's like, "Oh no, I don't yeah. want to know this." It's, yeah. it's, it's like that. Yeah. So for me, the the biggest oh shit moment was. Episode seven, when we when we got confirmation that Arnold uh, Bernard was a host, right? And it was because of the way that they that they revealed it. And yeah, I remember yeah, you yeah. and you and I talked about this a lot. <laughs> it changed our entire perception of like, oh shit! Now I really got to go back and see and, everything, yeah, right? Uh, the way that they set up them going into the cabin, and and I went back and watched that shot again of them walking into the cabin. And you him do, walking as, as the audience, as an audience uh, through the through the eyes of the host, you walking in this cabin, and he's walking by a a clean wallpapered wall, and Teresa's right behind him, and she's like, "What? What's behind this door?" As soon as she said that, yeah, I was like, "Holy yep. shit!" He and, can't see whatever door that. Was. And, and then when, you know, when the camera pans back, you see the door, and he right. still and he still kind of pauses in front of the door, like, 
huh, what's this? Right. And then when she shows him the plans and he goes, it doesn't look like anything to me. I was like, yo! (laughs) Even though we already guessed it, I was like... We already guessed it, but the confirmation was done so ill. It was was like, so what else has Bernard not seen that he was supposed to see? What else haven't we seen? Right. Right. And it it made more sense when I went back to the first episode... And old man Abernathy was looking at the photo. Right. He saw it, but Dolores looked at it, and she's like, doesn't look it doesn't good. look like anything to me. And there were a couple of other times where Dolores said that. Uh, yeah, when you, and you're just like, what, what does she mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. look like anything. Because she doesn't understand what the modern buildings look like. Yeah. To her, it was just like a big blur. It was like, probably just a blank, just a blank nothing. It's, it's like that Black Mirror uh, Christmas episode. Exactly. <laughs> or it could have been like the, the photo of... Uh, Bernard and uh, Arnold, Bernard and, Arnold well, we know, and his father. Ber- yeah, Arnold, like his a- father, and Bernard. But think about this. They didn't hide it from us. Yeah. Because if you look back at that shot and look at the framing of that picture, you know there's another person there. You know there's something missing. There's, there's, it's obviously framed for three people. And you even see like a ghost. I, I, I went back and found a screenshot yeah. of it. You even see like a ghost of a person there. Yeah. You know, but it was done so quickly, it, like you didn't even know to really look for it you during didn't the look original for it. airing. Right. right. And going back and looking at it now, you see that Ford was doing that to test him to see where where, where he, he was. was at. Right. And Ford did a lot of things like that throughout the entire season, which was crazy. He did a lot of little things. She's doing just, basically the interview that Arnold was giving to Dolores, but right. just basically in regular conversation. Right. He was do he did a lot to a lot of people throughout the season. It was interesting, crazy. I'll have to. I'll have to. You got to go back and when, go back. when you binge it, watch how much. Watch how much you did not realize you saw the first time. And he's just testing people. He's testing people, just to kind of see where they are, and you can just tell by the looks on his faces. On his face when he's just like, okay, I'm going to remember that, huh, dude? It's. It's so, so is he tested, in your estimation, is he te- has he tested anyone that we still think is human? I have my doubts about okay. Charlotte Hale. I have, I have doubts about her now. And so I'm going to do a third viewing sometime within the next couple, before the month is over. I'm going to do a third viewing. And in this one, I'm going to take a little bit more time. And I'm specifically going to look at characters that I believe are human right to see if there's something else going on to play. see if you could you could you could pick out something out yeah of so I'm, I'm gonna go over this one a little bit a little bit slower when I have more time but it's dude I, I honestly believe like you could watch this show five times and not catch everything and not and still not catch everything and find something new each time uh, absolutely just just again the most subtle subtle nods to everything and it's Amazing. So, the last thing that we'll that we'll go over. What are some of the biggest lingering questions going into season two? I mean, we really don't know what. So we don't know what happens to the park. Basically, is it overrun by hosts? Mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously still guests there, like regular guests. There's, you know, showed up the day that the revolution happened. Basically. Right. Uh, what is what is the purpose of the the uh, data exfil that's mm-hmm. happening? Um, there's the apparent purpose that it's a backup in case Ford does something crazy, which he does anyway. Right. But um, there's that. There's this this the a lot a lot of smaller questions. You know, um, 
you know, what happened to what happened to Logan, what happened to Elsie, what happened right. to Stubbs. You know, uh, we don't even know what happens to any of the the board members. We don't have, you know, we see specifically uh, the man in black, and we see uh, Charlotte Hale. But are are, are the, uh, the the people that were formerly in in cold storage are they out to kill? Are they out to you know, maim or torture? We don't really know. You know, so there's right. there's a lot of questions. What questions do you have? I just want to know if the, if the new game involves actual survival now. If if the new game is what if human beings who are completely unprepared to play a game at this level, so to speak, what happens now when so we've seen that two of the base instincts that people have exhibited are to kill and fuck. Right. What happens now when that base instinct becomes to survive? Sure. I, maybe I'm, that's it's a different game altogether. Right. So I'm wondering now if that is really the nature of the game going forward. I'm with you, and I really want to know also what happened to Logan. Even though this was technically 35 years ago, Logan was presumably allowed to escape, escape, or, or go free, or we were on the edge of the park, so we really yeah, don't know. We don't know. Maybe he's with the ghost. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, something happened. Maybe Logan's the the new Wyatt. Right. We, we don't, and it makes sense because he was going down the Wyatt path anyway. Wanted to lead the the Union and the Confederados or whoever, right. you know. So it. it it almost plays in. But uh, obviously something happened to Logan in the real world sense where William is now the CEO of the company. Right. So either he came back or maybe he stayed or he's dead or something happened. We don't know. Will we see the, the real world? Will we get to ever see anything out that's in this real world where everything is done for people and there's nothing to worry about? If that's the case. Or maybe humanity is dying and they need... They need to transfer their consciousness into well, something I mean, that's, else. That's, that's, that's something that the man in black said to, to Teddy. He said that uh, he, he, when he talked about the real world, he said it's, you know, it's people sucking off of a tea, and they're basically saying something like to the extent that they're taken care of and nobody has any worries out there. So mm. they come here so that they get a taste of yeah. you know, some actual danger, but they, not the you know, simulated danger, but not the actual danger that he wants. That's crazy, man. But these are all questions that hopefully. Oh, what happened to Pop Abernathy? That's and he, that did he get on that train? And that's 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 a huge question. That's a huge question because that is he's the, you know, we, he's the carrier of all that data. Yep, he's you know? the carrier of all that data, and he was kind of on the verge of waking up as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, because, it does, it, was there a reason why he got picked versus any other, you know, body in cold storage? That's a good question. Did you notice that the Delos globe was the same globe from the movie? From the, the original 1973 movie? Ah. The one down the storage. The one that Scarface looking globe? Bars. It's, it's the same one. Yeah. Bars. So that, that lobby was the, the old arrival lobby or what have you. I kind of I gathered that that part of it. Like that was the older, older arrival because of the escalators and the way that everything looked. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering also. And I think this would actually be dope. I'm wondering also if we're going to see some backstory on Delos and its involvement As a company. Sure. in the company. Like more of it seems like a lot of the, uh, the 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 stuff that wasn't on set was heavily pointed to Delos. Yeah, you know the the, the websites and the you know the the extra materials that you know weren't in the show. Right, were all Delos materials. 
So I'm, I'm assuming that we're starting at the center of the onion and we're peeling back the layers to get to the outside. And we'll if that's the out. case, that's a an extremely dope way of approaching this. I, I love stories that start very small and grow very organically. And at the end of this three to five season run, probably five to seven season run. It, we ooh. have to have, they have, HBO needs a replacement for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones is ending in two years. Yeah. You know, it's the second to last season coming up here in 2017. That's when the third, the second season, 2018 is when the second season of, yeah. of what people are going to be primed. And maybe they didn't want, you know what? It might be budgetary kind of like Mad Men versus Walking Dead. Where True. they wanted to skip a year um, in order to maybe allocate more financial resources to Game of Thrones. It's a pretty needy show. That's true. It's $10 million an episode for Westworld. So on average. It's about the same for Game of Thrones. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's, maybe they didn't want to spread those resources thin. Makes maybe sense. they also didn't want to spread the crowd too thin because there's a ton of crossover. It's a ton of crossover, and the to watch both of those at the same, same time, time is very fatiguing. Very fatiguing. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's, it's super content heavy, so I don't yeah. think anybody would want to do both of those in, in the same week where they can do both on Sunday. Yeah. Like, no way. Nah, and it's actually crazy because Game of Thrones is the opposite in that it started as this huge world that's actually scaling down. Scaling down. And Westworld yeah. is going in the opposite direction. Yeah. I think they've, and, and again, I think they've learned a lot of lessons from previous shows. Yeah. You know? So we'll, we'll see. We got to wait a year plus. Two years. I mean, you know, I guess a year I, and a half. I'm whatever. just calling yeah, it two years. That's, that's, that's torturous. What, I'm glad. I, it, thinking about it in this way, I'm kind of glad they're doing this. Because yeah. I get into Game of Thrones, I, don't, I know you're kind of half sold on it. I don't want to have to deal with both of those things in a week. I would start seeing hosts on the show. I'd be like, oh. Daenerys yeah. is a host. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Josh knows been a host the entire time. No, I'm actually I'm actually back in Game of Thrones uh, now that, especially now that I know it's kind of nearing its run, right. and we're at a point. I, I'm actually glad that we're, we're at a point that's outside of the book, so that I can kind of enjoy the experience with with most people for the first time. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I'm caught up on it story wise. I didn't read the books, but I've I've done enough cliff noting. To, to figure out where I am on it. Um, but that's that's that, man. We'll find out. We will find out. So uh, we thank you guys for putting up with our shit uh, on, the, on we, our... We might not do another show until the new season. <laughs> nah, we, we got to find another show for, uh, for the spring or something. I don't know. I, I got to look and see what I mean, else is I coming. Mean, uh, I guess... Uh, in the meanwhile, Atlanta ended and Insecure, and there were shows that we were we were paying attention yeah. to. But yeah. we I, we did, I mean game, I mean not Game of Thrones, but Westworld consumed our. The, it the, it pretty much took over everything. Yeah, yeah so it just, it's, it's we apologize for that if you were looking for a, a breakdown of the finale. Yeah, I mean I you know these any other show we were talking about <laughs> fucking shows <laughs> for now, man. For now, they just need that to to run at the same same time, time as, as Westworld because this is going to happen again in 2018. We're, yeah. Uh, but yeah, join us next time when we figure out what we're going to talk about. <laughs> and yeah, we need like Google Shows. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just start doing. It. If you guys have any suggestions, let me know. I'm not going to watch. High maintenance. I really like that show. You know what? I will catch up on it, and then we'll, we'll talk about this next it's, time. It's, it's over already, actually. Yeah, I'll catch up on it. We'll talk about it uh, because that's something I'm definitely interested in. Anyway, thanks, you guys. Uh, be sure to debate us when you see us on Facebook. 
just remember You're that wrong, we, we were right. <laughs> <laughs> we're people like, oh, it's only one timeline. It's just nah. going to be like whatever, whatever. Nah. Stop. We, we, we have the documents to prove it. Um, anyway, until next time, this was a trade paperback podcast. And we will uh, hit you up next time whenever we feel like it. <laughs> Peace. Peace.